Once again, Betty, thank you for leading the hymn sing this evening. Welcome to worship this evening. My name is Mike Sager. I'm along with Pastor Craig Larson. We are the pastors here at Desert Hills. And it's a joy and pleasure to have you worshiping with us tonight as we continue our midweek celebration and service. Uh, during this midweek time, we're focusing on the promise of baptism. Tonight also we'll be doing Holden Evening Prayer with Marty Haugen. So you should all have a booklet for that so that you can follow along. I want to thank Ruth and Pastor Craig for leading us tonight in that worship service. Again, just invite you to continue to go come at 6 o'clock for soup. And then we sing again at 645 and then worship at 7. So tonight we continue our worship as we focus on the promise of baptism. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we're just so thankful for this night to be together. Bless us as we gather here this night to hear once again of your love and grace for us and for the world. May our voices be lifted in praise and thanks for all that you have and continue to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a reminder, when we come to that wonderful part where we split into two, yes, number one, number two. You can take a moment now and switch sides if you would like. (laughs) Jesus Christ, you are the light of the world. The light no darkness can overcome. Stay with us now, for it is evening. And the day is almost over. Let your light... Scatter the darkness and shine with your people here. Joyous light of heavenly glory, loving glow of God's own face, you who sing creation story. i 
prayers come before you, O God, as incense. And may your presence surround and fill us, so that in union with all creation, we might sing your praise and your love in our lives. Amen. Amen. Tonight's reading comes from the book of Philippians, chapter 3, beginning at verse 7. The Apostle Paul writes, But whatever were gained to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so, somehow, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you on this night in which we lift our voices in song and praise and hear again God's promises in the waters of baptism. The waters of baptism. There's something about that sound, isn't there? The sound of running water splashing against the basin. You probably have heard that over and over again, and we've heard that in sanctuaries. We've heard it in running water. But I must tell you, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with water. I love listening to it, but when I'm in water, my fear level goes up through the roof. Kristen, my wife, loves the water. And ever since we have been married, she always seeks out pools for us to go swim in or for us to go snorkeling. And there's always a part of me that is terrified at the thought of the water over my head. It's fine if it's up to here or even up to here, but the minute I know my feet can no longer touch, my heart begins to race. It's been this way my whole life. I remember when I was seven years old, the YMCA, learning how to swim. And they would put me out there and they would try to let go. And as soon as they let go, I would grab on and just hold on. And my legs would start to swell and I'd start to sink and I'd hold on even higher and tighter. Freshman year in college. One of my friends from Alaska had never swam before in his life. He talked me into taking first year swimming. <laughs> the final. The professor let me go in the first group. We had to swim 15 laps back and forth, five, three different strokes. 
I started off. The first group finished. Second group finished. I was still swimming. At the end, class was almost over. I finally get out and I get a standing ovation. And the teacher just said, here, you got to see. Just go somewhere else. Because it's hard for me to let go. And that's what Apostle Paul's talking about tonight, isn't he? The Apostle Paul says, I have to leave behind everything I know. All of the things I've done well and all the failures I've done. And I have to trust God. I have to trust that what God has done for me is enough. And that's so easy to say, isn't it? Just let go and let God. And it's easy for me to do when the water's up to here. But the minute the water's up to here, the minute I feel as if I'm losing some sense of control, I latch on. Not to God, but what I think I can do. I latch on to those things I think I must do in order for God to love me. In order for baptism to work. One of the things I really appreciate about how we do baptism is that when we baptize little babies, because it reminds us that this little baby has no idea what's happening. It has no preconceived concept about what it needs to do or not do. It simply trusts its parent as they put the head over the font and you pour water gently on their head. It's such a beautiful sight to see that parent trusting in the waters of baptism. They're letting go and allowing God to do God's work. In the waters. They know that there will be times in their lives when the water will go over their head. Where they will be tempted, as all of us, to trust ourselves more than God. But at that moment, at that moment as they allow the waters of baptism to flow over their child's forehead. They hear the promise of God. But it really doesn't matter what age. I remember going to the hospital of a woman that I was supposed to baptize that morning. And unfortunately, she became so sick she was hospitalized. And there, laying on her bed, knowing that her life was about to end, we baptized her. We made that same promise. It didn't matter what she did or did not do up to this point in her life. God was promising to her life. It was God's work. God's promise. She had no time to earn her way in. She only had hours left. There was nothing she could do to somehow be convinced that God loved her more than simply trusting that word, you are my beloved. Think of Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was a man who knew scripture 
like no one in his generation. He was born of the tribe of Benjamin, which is a tribe that is recognized for their faithfulness in the scriptures. Paul was zealous for the faith. He went after those he thought were blaspheming against God. Paul had it all. And now Paul says it's worth nothing. And it's more than garbage. It's dung. Apostle Paul writes. It's of no value. It is what you leave behind. Because knowing Christ's love is more important. Knowing God's promises is more than trusting what you have or have not done in your life. Even when the waters get over your head. Even when we are tempted to grab on and hold tight. Hoping that we have done enough. There is no hope in that. When I grabbed on to that individual or that situation when I was in the water. It only made matters worse. It was only when I was willing to let go. And allow my body simply to float in the reality of that water. That I was able to relax. Sisters and brothers in Christ, it's the same way in God's promises and baptism. It's only when we are willing to trust that promise of God that I can now live life confident. That I can love my neighbor because they are not a means to my end. They're not a means for me to somehow get God to love me. They are simply a way for me to express the love God has for me and for them. I am set free to float. To float in the promises of God's love. To float and know no matter how deep the waters may get, the promises of God remains. That's the power of this water. And not just water, but water connected to the promises and faithfulness of God. We, in this waters of baptism, enter into Christ's death. But we also, in the waters of baptism, are raised with Christ in a new life. Because of what Christ has done for us. That's the promise of water in this baptismal bowl. Water with God's faithfulness. So when you're tempted, when the waters run deep, when you're tempted to hang on, to trust what you have done or have not done, remember, remember Paul's call to leave behind that which no longer suits you and trust in the waters of baptism and the promise God has made to you. Because, sisters and brothers in Christ, that promise will never fail you. That promise will allow you to relax and trust and live. And that promise is valid whether you are five days old or only have five minutes left in life. That promise is just as valid. And just as amazing.
because it is God's righteousness given to us as God's gift. Amen. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, when we are tempted, when we're tempted to latch on to things that we think somehow would help us be more loved by you or somehow deserve your love, remind us, oh God, that this life we live is a complete gift given by you. And what Jesus has done for us in the world on the cross is enough is enough for us to trust and put our faith in and let go so that we can let you lift us up and keep us floating on the rivers of life and there loving one another in response to your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time we'll have the gathering of our offerings.
Our Lenten offerings for these midweek worship services are going to be equally divided between the University of Arizona Campus Ministry and Lutheran Disaster Response. So thank you for supporting those two important ministries uh, of our um, life together. At this time, we will continue our worship service. went from God to a town called Nazareth and a woman whose name was Mary. The angel said to her, Rejoice, O highly favored, for God is with you. You shall bear a child, and his name shall be Jesus, the chosen of God, God most high. And Mary said, I am the servant of my God. I live to do your will. My soul proclaims your greatness, O God, and my spirit rejoices in you. You have heard me, Oh, my God. 
great and merciful God, source and ground of all goodness in life, give to your people the peace that passes all understanding and the will to live your gospel of mercy and justice through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our, our Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless our God.